Greetings to you, my friends, in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. On this second Sunday after the Epiphany, we're attending the wedding at Cana with Jesus, his disciples, and his mother Mary. The gospel reading is our sermon text, our focus. And, and to get started, I want to draw your attention to the detail that we see here in John 2.9. Jesus told the servants what to do, didn't he? To turn water into wine, he had the servants fill the purification jars to the brim, and he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And then we get verse 9. The master of the feast, he tasted the water, now become wine, and he didn't know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Okay, what do we have here but a mystery? The Greek is mysterios, or to use the Latinate form of the word, a sacrament. And more than that, we see a, a, myst a mystery, a sacrament in action in the lives of real people, don't we? And some of them are informed and others aren't. But regardless, it's a blessing. As we look at this text, we can squeeze the entire account into one hybrid sentence, using the opening and the closing words. The whole point of this event is resurrectional, if we can say it that way. On the third day, stop. What happens on the third day? Well, Jesus gets up from the grave on the third day. That's where we know this phrase most prominently. That's the most prominent point of reference for the phrase on the third day, isn't it? The Lord's first sign then, at the beginning of his earthly ministry, points directly to his ultimate sign after he was killed on the cross for you and for me, his resurrection. The end-all, be-all of miracles, of signs. And now look at the last sentence of today's gospel. And his disciples believed in him. On the third day, his disciples believed in him. Why? Because he performed a sign that manifested his glory. Even if the master of the feast didn't know all that much about it, he still performed the sign. Even if scoffers deny that miracles can happen, we who are his servants, we know. As it was for the disciples, dear saints, so it is for you. Because Jesus got up from the dead, you believe in him. He manifested his glory in his sign of signs, and you believe in him. In fact, the Lord's resurrection is what every single sign in the Bible points to. Every miracle points to the resurrection, as you see that this one does today. But not just the signs that he performed before our Savior's crucifixion, no. Also those he performs after as well. Yes, the Lord is still doing mysterious, miraculous signs. Some know of their origin, others don't. We refer to them by their Latinate term, sacraments. The Lord performed a miraculous sign when he baptized you, given that you might be baptized. I'm assuming you are. If you're listening to this, I'm talking to Christians. And again, he performs a miraculous sign every time we receive communion. From water to wine, from purification to celebration, from baptism to communion. And though some may not understand from where the gifts of Christ come, his servants do, you do. When you partake of the bread and the wine of Christ, you know that you're receiving mysterious blessing, a sacramental blessing from the Lord. May you always, dear saints, have the insight of the servants and, and not be like the, the ignorant master of the wedding feast. 
That is to say, may you never forget from where the blessing originates, from the cross of Christ. The master of the feast, he recognizes the wine that Jesus made is better than the wine the wedding guests already consumed, doesn't he? What did he say? Everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. John 2, verse 10. Why would anyone, let alone everyone, serve the better wine first? What's the deal here? Well, because after everyone has drunk freely, the quality of wine is kind of a moot point, isn't it? Good grapes would be wasted on the inebriated. Kind of interesting. Jesus gives his good gift even to people who can't or don't or won't appreciate it. Yeah? Indeed, he gives us sinners his very own blood poured out of his perfectly pure body spiked to a pole. He gives us his divine drink as if we tapped a keg and we don't appreciate it. Not as we ought. The appreciation that we do have for our Lord's sacrifice, well, it's akin to the appreciation of drunkards, isn't it? It's true. Nevertheless, this is exemplary of the Lord's graciousness, of how gracious he is. There is nothing lacking in his gift. He doesn't give anything but top-shelf blessings. The forgiving gift of baptism is filled to the brim. There's no room left for anything more. He gives us his all when he purifies us in the waters of regeneration. And in communion, he manifests his glory in the mystery of his very body and blood in and with the bread and the wine. In this foretaste of what is to come, we get the complete gift of eternal life in Christ. Right now, the whole gift is yours right now. Even though you may not understand it or see it as it truly is on this side of our resurrection, though we see through a, a mirror dimly, Though we don't see ourselves as we truly are, as we await the, the appearance of our Lord, we will. It doesn't mean we're not yet what we are. We are right now <laughs> recipients of all of God's gifts. Though without him, without Christ, we are akin to drunkards, right? To use the language of our text, we're sinners. In him, we are the invited guests imbibing at this wedding feast of our Lord. We are saints of God, same activity, but with a different disposition, yeah? And in this distinction, we get the wine of Christ that delivers his blood. We are receiving the very choicest fruit from the choicest vine right now, not later, right now. Holy communion, though it's hidden, and mysterious, sacramental, it imparts not a lesser blessing, but the full gift of heaven right this very moment. You are forgiven inhabitants, citizens, residents of heaven right now. Jesus doesn't hold back the good wine as others would. But when he ferments the waters of baptism into the wine of his supper, he draws out only the finest for all who wish to live in his perpetual wedding feast. And in this way, it is true. His glory is manifest. Absolutely it is. Jesus Christ 
was crucified on the cross, and on the third day, (laughs) his disciples believed in him. You believe in him. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen.